Welcome to Resting Witchface, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. I'm Bailey Bennett. I'm Grant Jacoby. And this is another little bitch. It's a little bitchin'. Just yeah. coming at you just one lull at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, again, these are our these are mini episodes where we just talk about, honestly, whatever comes to mind that is spooky. Our last little bitch, we talked about us. Mm-hmm. Um, this little bitch, I uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Grant is going to surprise me yeah. imminently. So for this little bitch this week, I wanted to take a dive into a subset of pop culture that okay. has recently returned into my life that I never thought would make a return. Um, okay. Bailey, have you ever been privy to the TV shows such as Flavor of Love or Rock of Love? Yes. <laughs> so there is actually a, a very dark and sinister conclusion to these reality VH1 reality TV shows that caused them all to get canceled. And okay. I had no idea that this had happened until this was um, brought up to me by my boy, my boyfriend as we are have been like watching Rock of Love and Flavor of Love, which oh are my both God. on Hulu. Wait, okay. I literally have no idea where this is going, yeah, but I love it. Wild ride. I okay, so I mean just for a little back background on me, um I <laughs> I don't I think, was born in <laughs> I don't think I ever actively watched Flavor of Love or Rock of Love, but I specifically remember always tuning in for a shot at love with Tila Tequila. So that is actually an MTV show. Okay. Not related to these. Not related. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But I will just say, Shot at Love, Shot at love with Tila Tequila. <laughs> Hot take. Really good show. No, that one, there was, it was, it was honestly. She thinks the earth is flat, by the way. Yeah, no, she's, she's crazy. She's definitely crazy. And the premise was honestly probably problematic because she mm-hmm. was like a bisexual woman and they would just have like men and women on the show and it would be like, who's she going to choose? Is she really bisexual or is yeah. she just going to end up with a guy and there were two seasons of it one season she ended up with a guy and one season she ended up with a girl and I don't um, think she's with either of them at I this don't point. think any of these shows result in lifelong lasting relationships yeah I think that's clear but let's go to the very beginning okay which was actually the original series that spun off all this craziness was the surreal life Okay. And The Surreal Life premiered in January 2003 on VH1 as their version of The Real World. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of featuring featuring regular people, they decided to feature D-list celebrities. Right. Um, such as, which also I didn't know, the show ran for six seasons. Wow. Um, but some of the folk that, and the show was literally just like, there was no competition. It was just like them living, living in a house. In, these, in his house. Okay. Um, such celebrities were uh, Vanilla Ice. Of course. Ron Jeremy. I don't know who that is. It's a porn star. Okay. Gabrielle Carteris was on oh. 90210. Okay. Charo. Don't know who that is. You know who Charo is? No. <laughs> Sir Dave Coulier. Oh, I, I mean, I know who that is. Um, Corey Feldman. And mm-hmm. in the third season of Surreal Life, Flavor, Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen. 
Who's Bridget? Okay, she's a... So she was Red Sonia back in the 80s. I think she was famous for being married to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, okay, okay. Um, She's just like a very tall, busty, blonde... Got it. Nordic Mm -hmm. woman. Okay. And so she and Flavor of Love like struck up this like bizarre romance. Oh. So, which then kind of spawned out of the surreal life into their own spinoff called Strange Love. Okay. Um, Vaguely remember that. Which lasted for one season... But then because, again, this, like, ball was rolling and it was gaining attention, uh, after he and Brigitte Nielsen broke up, they created the show Flavor of Love to document Flavor Flav's continued search for a soulmate. Um, And it ran for three seasons from 2006 to 2008 and obviously introduced us to the one, the only, Tiffany New York Pollard. Of course. Who is, I think maybe, this is such a bold statement, maybe the greatest person to come out of reality television like the most perfect the most iconic for sure yeah i think Um, i would agree with that was recently a a guest judge on rupaul's drag race and it's just fabulous oh my god um flavor of love's success launched a series of other spinoffs and semi-spinoffs including i love new york which ran for two seasons rock of love with brett michaels which ran for three seasons Mm -hmm. a real chance at love which was a spinoff of i love new york called um sorry real chance love was called real chance love (laughs) two seasons uh there were several other like New York spinoffs. It was like New York goes to work and like other things like that. Right. Uh, Charm School. Uh, right. I remember three that. Seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, spinoff of Rock of Love called Daisy of Love. Oh my God. And <laughs> then, uh, which only one season. And then another spinoff called I Love Money, which had four yep. seasons. And uh, the show Megan Wants a Millionaire, which was a spinoff, like a semi spinoff of both Rock of Love and I Love Money. <laughs> okay. So this is Christ VH1. Yeah, this was what a, is your lineup? Lawless time. And so this is where our story comes in. Yeah, I was like, okay, so what is this going to be applicable to our podcast? <laughs> so so specifically let's let's talk about Megan Wants a Millionaire. Let's talk about that. So Megan Wants a Millionaire was an American reality television show, uh, which featured former Rock of Love contestant Megan Hauserman. Um and wait, and, so to be clear, Brett Michaels is from what Poison. band? Poison. Okay. So it was, like, them trying to get together with this, like, former rock star. Yes. I, sorry, I did a really poor job, because I'm sure it's there's fine. people out there who listen to me, like, I don't know what <laughs> like, you're what talking about. What the fuck are any of the words you just said? So, so, okay, so specifically, let's Rock of Love, it features Brett Michaels, who's the lead singer of Poison, on his quest for love, and basically they bring in, I think it's, like, 20 women into the house, mm-hmm. and they all kind of, like, subsequently, it's like The Bachelor, but, like, trashy. White, white trash yeah. Bachelor. And they all kind of compete for his love and affection. And each week he eliminates between one and five women. Okay. <laughs> um, the first couple weeks he like knocks off five at a time and it's like epic. Hilarious. Um, and eventually he picks one. Okay. He sure. allegedly his is true like. true love. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so the second season of Rock of Love introduced the contestant Megan Hausterman, who became kind of some sort of celebrity after she, so she was also on rock of love charm school mm-hmm. and she made some comment, which she said that she ideally would like to become a trophy wife. Uh-huh. So some VH1 producers were like, great, let's bring in 17 wealthy single men to compete for her love. Sure. So she is like, we're going to brand her as a gold digger. Great. Um, I love that for women. Yeah. Yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah. Feminism is at its finest in, in these TV series. Alive and well. Uh, during the casting process for the series, VH1 asked for single men with a net worth of over a million dollars to mm-hmm. compete. Uh, the show premiered on Sunday, August 2nd, 2009. Uh, broadcast of the program was suspended by VH1 after on August 19th after just three episodes had aired after it was announced that contestant Ryan Jenkins was being sought by the police for questioning in connection with the murder of Jasmine Fury who he had married after the show had concluded. Yes. I 
Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Go on. Um, Wait. So the timeline is confusing. Okay. So, so he had already filmed this entire season. Yes. And then he had actually gone on to also compete on the show I Love Money. Okay. And at some point after he had filmed both those seasons, he had also married this woman, Jasmine Fury. Okay. We'll come back to the VH1 connection. She was not a contestant she was, on She has n- no connection to this series okay. other than being the unfortunate victim of circumstance. Yes. So Jasmine Fury was born Jasmine Lepore in 1981 and was raised by her mother in Bonnie Dune, California. Okay. Uh, she was a swimsuit model who frequently worked as a body-painted model at parties for entertainment, uh, also appeared in shows in Las Vegas casinos, and acted in commercials for both adult phone lines and bathing suits. I don't get it. Hustler. Uh, I say that, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, she works hard for the money. Um, Jasmine also had obtained a real estate license and was planning on to open a gym and a personal training center. So homegirl had had goals. Great. Wanted to make a life. Uh, She met real estate investor Ryan Jenkins at a Las Vegas casino shortly after he had completed filming Megan Wants a Millionaire. Mm -hmm. Two days later, which is always a great sign of a long-lasting romance, on March 18th, 2009, the pair were married at the Little oh. White Wedding Chapel on the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, no. According to court records, uh, Jenkins was charged in June 2009 with, in quote, battery con- constituting domestic violence for hitting Fury on the arm. Oh. Jasmine's former fiancé and sometimes still friend, Travis Heinrich, was present at the incident and said that Jenkins and Fury were arguing over their friendship with Heinrich, and Jenkins hit Fury's arm, causing her to fall into a ne- nearby swimming pool. Oh, baby. It's not, not great. Um, uh, Lisa Lepore, Fury's mother, claimed that the two fought frequently and that Jenkins was jealous of Fury's relationship with her ex-boyfriends. Uh, mm. Which, like... Jealousy is yeah, never a good sign. Never a good sign. And, like, if you want to be friends with your ex-boyfriends, go for it. Yeah. That is your prerogative. Uh, Dan Jenkins, Ryan Jenkins' father, said that Fury was his son's only friend in California and that she would disappear for days at a time and lie about it to his son. So classic, just like mm. making it the the victim's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenkins was supposed to go to trial in December of that year for the pool incident, but the pair reconciled shortly before Fury's death and never was able to get to trial. Okay. Investigators reported that Jenkins and Fury checked into the Loberge Hotel in Del Mar, San Diego on the evening of August 13th, 2009. They were to attend a poker tournament, a charity fundraiser for the Karma Foundation at the Del Mar Hilton. Mm -hmm. Surveillance video captured Fiore and Jenkins leaving the Hilton around 2.30 a.m. on August 14th. The The couple were later seen at the Ivy Hotel, a nightclub in downtown San Diego. Around 4.30 a.m., Jenkins returned to the Loberge Hotel alone, then leaving the hotel around 9 a.m. that day. Fiore was never seen alive again. Uh, yeah, this this is a kind of a bummer, a little bitch. Yeah. But, uh, Fiore's body was discovered but not identified on August 15th at around 7 a.m. Sorry, this is kind of gross. Um, her body was badly beaten and crushed inside a suitcase in a dumpster <sighs> in an alley in uh, Buena Park, California. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like really, really <sighs> cruel way to go yeah it's just like um, someone who obviously has no regard for human life oh, or no. for a person they supposedly are supposed to love yeah and shocker that someone who is known to commit death domestic violence would escalate to murder right like, weird Ugh. uh according to buena park police i'm sorry this is graphic 
Uh, so if you're squeamish, you can skip ahead. According to Buena Park Police, Fiore's teeth and fingers had also been removed before her naked Ugh. body was stuffed into the suitcase. Um, but the cause of death had been strangulation. So, so as in, in an attempt for them to not identify her. Yeah. So authorities believe the mutilation was an attempt to impede identification. So <sighs> the one good thing is that I think she was dead before going into the suitcase. So I think he obviously wait, killed her wait. in some sort of fit of jealous rage yeah. or something. There's and then no excuse. Like, wanted to cover it up. He wanted to cover it up and he wanted to I'm, throw a police off. And so he just like, I mean, that's, that is someone who's obviously like, completely unhinged when you're like i just accidentally killed the person that i love and now i have no misgivings about just completely mutilating their body like yep. that's insane like supremely insane uh jenkins then went on to report fiore m- missing on august 15th at around 8 55 p.m he told police that he last saw her around 8 30 p.m the day before at their home on edinburgh avenue in los angeles Jenkins said that they had gone to the San, Di- to San Diego for a poker event, and then after returning, she dropped him off that evening, left to do errands, and never returned, which mm. is not at nope. all what the evidence states. Nope. Um, at around 9 a.m. the next day, on August 16th, the day after reporting her missing and after spending some time packing, Ryan Jenkins was seen leaving their penthouse for the last time. Police said he then left Los Angeles and went to, Nev- to Nevada to pick up his speedboat. Oh, as of one course, does. you have to get that. <laughs> the The following day on August 17th, when contacted by police, Jenkins said he was in Utah and was headed to Canada to resolve some immigration issues. I think that's where he's from. Uh-huh. On August 18th, Fiori's remains were identified. Um, mm. Her, Since, obviously, her fingers and teeth have been removed, they used serial numbers on her breast implants in order to oh. identify her, which... It's not funny. It's not funny, but it's it's kind of like you know what? It's honestly, it's smart. It's it's super smart. I like didn't think about that, did you, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, and it's it's it is actually kind of nice to know that there are like many ways of identifying someone. Yeah. Great. Um, good to so know. Hopefully, if if I'm found dead in a ditch, you can just use my boob implants. <laughs> well, I think that the thing to remember is, um, the investigators have done this before and they know what they're doing and your attempt to like disguise who this woman is is especially for someone like she was clearly someone who was like in the public eye like she's going to be identified at some point like it's that's just so fucking stupid super super stupid (sighs) um oh so yes identify her body and the orange county coroner's office reported that fury had died a couple of hours before her body was found um, her white Mercedes was found abandoned in a parking lot in West Hollywood, about a mile from the penthouse that she shared with Jenkins in the Fairfax district of Los Angeles. Um, in the in this said, uh, actually, okay, I don't, this must be in her car that mm-hmm. they found a significant amount of blood as well as evidence of hair pulling. Um, so that's probably where. This, this sucks. Yeah, this this one sucks. Sorry, guys. Uh, the police received witness reports of Jenkins' black BMW SUV towing a boat towards the Canada-U.S. border. Police later found the BMD, uh, the, the car in an empty boat trailer at a marina in Blaine, Washington, where the engine was still warm. At the time, Jenkins was only, the only person of interest in the investigation. Mm-hmm. He had not been charged, but Canadian authorities had been alerted to watch for him. The U.S. Coast Guard and U.S. Customs and Border Protection confirmed that they had boats patrolling the northwest Washington waters looking for Jenkins. So... It really didn't... It took, like, all of, like, two days for them to, like, identify her body and be like, well, the sole 
suspect is like her husband who is a history of domestic violence and like is yeah, acting really weird. Of course. Because the, the first thing that one does when like, oh, my wife is missing. I just like really got to go to Canada real yep, quick. Of course. Um, on August 19th, a man matching Jenkins' description was seen piloting his boat into a marina in Point Roberts, where his stepmother lived. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police announced that they believe Jenkins had crossed into Canada sometime between August 19th and August 20th. Mm-hmm. Um, on August 20th also, his, uh, he was charged with Fury's murder and a, an arrest warrant was issued. At about 6 p.m. on August 20th, Jenkins arrived in a silver PT cruiser with a young blonde woman at the no. Thunderbird Motel in Hope, British Columbia, Canada. Now, um, with his car now having Alberta license plates. Mm. They pulled up beside a dumpster rather than beside the rooms, which the hotel hotel manager noticed was strange. Jenkins stayed in the car while the young woman paid cash for three nights accommodations. The manager described the woman as attractive, about 25 to 30 years old, and very calm, making small talk while registering. Mm -hmm. The guest in the room next door said the woman stayed for about 20 minutes with Jenkins in in the room and then left the motel. Must be some really thin walls. Yeah. Uh, the woman, <laughs> and the woman turned out to be Jenkins' half-sister, Elena Jenkins. Oh. <laughs> okay. Which is, I don't really understand why she was involved. Yeah, honey, just yeah, drop his ass and let him die and rot in hell. Bye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the manager saw Jenkins walking outside the motel the next day on August 21st, and the, he noted that Jenkins looked exhausted and was not recognizable from his picture that had been blasted all over television. Um, at 11.30 a.m. on August 23rd, when the two siblings had failed to check out and having noticed very little activity with both of them over the weekend, the motel manager and his nephew decided to check the room. Upon inspection, they found Jenkins dead from an apparent suicide. Oh. Um, no suicide note was found at the motel, but the police did find a one-page document saved on his computer titled Last Will and Testament and was dated on August 20th, 2009. Oh. Following the announcement that Jenkins was connected with the murder of Fiore, VH1 put Megan Once a Millionaire on an indefinite hiatus out of respect for Fiore's family. It also deleted the show's page from the official VH1 website and dropped reruns of past shows from its schedule. It removed the show's archive episodes from the iTunes store and cable on-demand services, leading to speculation that the show would never air again. That's so scary. Mm-hmm. So he was on a, he was a contestant on the show before he yes. murdered her, yes. but then like the murderer happened right as it was was airing airing. yeah oh my god yes like oops can't be airing that wow Uh, it subsequently emerged that jenkins had not only been charged with assaulting fury but had been convicted two years earlier of assaulting a woman in calgary the latter incident had not been disclosed to either vh1 or megan wants a millionaire producer 51 minds Mm. in a statement 51 minds said it would not have allowed jenkins on the show to begin with had it known about the 2007 incident right in 2009, Collective Intelligence, which had been hired by 51 Minds, um, sued a company called Straight Line, an outsourced Canadian surveillance company mm. for breach of contract. Mm. The suit alleged that Straight Line had falsely told Collective Intelligence that Jenkins' record was clean and that it also failed to check Jenkins against the Royal Canadian Mountain Police criminal database. Great. Collective Intelligence claimed to have lost valuable business from Viacom, which is the owner of each one. Sorry, this is a lot of different company names. Mm-hmm. Um as well as NBC and ABC as a result of the damage to its reputation. Collective Intelligence won their lawsuit in July of 2011. Yeah, I mean, when you go on dating shows like this, like, I don't know who you're expecting to meet, but you're probably not a expecting murderer. to meet an, an abu- a domestic abuser who turns into a murderer. Yeah, Megan wants a millionaire, not Megan wants a murderer. Wow. 
Uh, um, and you can get out. <laughs> you, you can get the fuck out of my house. So, um, <laughs> so uh, the day after Jenkins' death, VH1 officially announced the show had been canceled and it would not air the third season of I Love Money, which Jenkins reportedly not only was a contestant on, he also reportedly won. <gasps> no. What was So what was I Love Money about? I think it was just people. I think it was people related to... I never watched I Love it Money. It wasn't a dating... No, Show? I think it was just people competing for money. Okay. Uh, who would probably have been connected to the sh- these various TV shows in some capacity. Oh, my God. Uh, so this would ultimately lead to the demise of the remainder of the I Love series as no more spinoffs were continued. Um, the Too bad. Yeah, I mean, I think this incident... I, I think it's so hard to say because on the one hand, it's like, okay... I think if he had, if it had just been related to that one show, they could have just like quietly canceled it and kept on with the others. But I think because mm-hmm. you have now connection, you have to now have to cancel two of your and the and these series were successful too. Like yeah, so I think that they kind of just to cut their losses. They were like, we don't want to be associated with any of this anymore. We just gotta right. Like, well, it's also shut this shit down. It's it is a big question of like who is vetting these people, especially especially when it's a show related to like trying to find a person that you're gonna be romantically involved with, like you would hope that the people who are setting you up on the show have like made sure that these people are at the very least like safe for you to spend time with, even if they're, you know, Oh yeah. Douchebags. Oh yeah. Um, so like, I mean, honestly, like I, I'm glad to hear that they just like fucking put a, a stop to all of that shit mm-hmm. because sometimes things make money that are not, that are not good. And I think good. that, I think there was, I don't think they could in good conscious conscience, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> go out and cast a new season of these various shows no. knowing that their entire system of vetting people had been breached and yeah. that it was like, how could they ever be like, it's totally fine. Of course. No, of course. Um, <laughs> well, that took a sad turn when, when we started talking about VH1 reality <laughs> series, I was like, oh my God, fun episode. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it was interesting to me because I feel like th- these shows are one of those things that was kind of like, oh my God, what ha- like what yeah. happened to those shows? Those were everywhere. Like yes. they were constantly in marathon and rerun. Like whatever happened. And then of course, like my boyfriend's like, oh, you don't know about like the murder suicide that and like that like took down the entire VH1 empire of these shows. And I was oh like, God. Charlie, what now? <laughs> That's so I felt no, like that I is crazy. Some, you know, and you, you know the her death is obviously horribly tragic and it sucks. Oh my and God, it's, of course. You know, it's, not you know we're not here to just like give you some grizzly details it's more just like how these weird things how they're connected to this like odd ugly subset of pop culture yeah these reality shows oh my god it's sorry there's a lot of like shitty people involved with these things and like i guess i'm not that surprised to hear that it came to a head in in such a way but yeah again that is horribly tragic and Again, like, I think it goes without saying we've talked about it on this podcast before, but, like, if you are in a place where you are being abused by your partner, please reach out for help. Please call the domestic abuse hotline. Like, get your – this is so much easier said than done, but get yourself yeah. out of that situation before it escalates t- to that place. 100%. Um, cool. Um, well, thank you for joining us for yeah, this, another little this bitch. quiet um, – little bitch um again you know these these little episodes just 
take whatever form we want them to each week, but we're always open to suggestions. Um, and we love having, we love kind of using these episodes as more like discussion-based episodes as well. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys have any like shows or films or topics that you would love to hear us just like riff on with each other, I, I would personally love to hear that as well. So you can always slide into our DMs at RWF podcast um, on Instagram. And we're also on Twitter, or you can send us an email at RWF podcast at gmail.com. Um, Rate review. rate, review, and subscribe. There I'm there, baby. Don't even <laughs> worry. Um, <laughs> uh, as always, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, and we have so much fun doing these episodes for you, even when we're talking about grisly, grisly murders. Um, bye, bitches. Uh, oh, bye, bitches. I'm so sorry. Nope. Bye, bitches. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.